Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Q&A, questions with your favorite athletes for episode 19. Wow, episode 19. This time with the Mason Carver senior on the men's basketball team. Dude, the season just came to a close, your senior season. What have you learned throughout this amazing journey these past few years? A lot. Basketball teaches you a lot about life. That's what my dad always says. He's like, basketball, the game of basketball relates to life so much. Just time management, what it's like to have to work hard mm-hmm. to accomplish your goals, uh, teamwork, uh, all that sort of stuff. It translates. Now, how do you think it's going to translate from going to college into that big stage of adulthood? Hopefully, it'll be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you put in a lot of time with basketball, with school, like being, being a student athlete. It's, it's a lot. It really is. It's, it's a full-time job. It won't be – work won't be as fun yeah. as it is, obviously, playing basketball and stuff, you know. But I don't think it will be a, a horrible transition. Now, we'll get more to that work in just a bit. But a lot of people have looked at your game since high school. Like, a lot of people went to high school with you, and they tell me after every game, they're like, man, his game has not changed a bit. He's still playing really clutch. He's still playing really well. Have there been any major adjustments in your game you know, since going from high school to college? A little bit. Um, I would say the biggest one is, like, in high school, you're kind of the man, you yeah. know? The transition to college, obviously, everybody was the man at their high school um, mm-hmm. when they're playing in college. So just finding finding what you're really good at um, and becoming great at it, uh, I think, is the biggest thing. I think one of the biggest things that I've realized in college is I'm an undersized guard. Uh-huh. So, like, in high school, obviously, like, scoring was a big part of my game. Mm-hmm. And it still is. Like, don't get me wrong. Um I still have the ability to score. But, like, especially this year, like, if you look at this year's team, like, being more of a true point guard, uh-huh. um, like a facilitator, especially once Luke got hurt. Gammons was hurt for a long time, so we didn't really have a whole lot of point guards out there. So I guess my your game does kind of mold a little bit um, to who you're playing with mm-hmm. um, in the play style a little bit. But, yeah, as a whole, I mean, I carried I carried most of, most of what I did in high school over to the college level, so. Now, what would you say the pros and cons of your game are? The cons? This could be a pro and a con. Uh Um, (laughs) My size, I'm a little bit undersized, Uh um, which is a con, but a a positive of that. Um, And I think one of the best parts of my game um, is my basketball IQ, like my knowledge Mm -hmm. of the game, Mm -hmm. um, and like outsmarting guys that I'm playing against, my defenders and stuff. That actually was going to lead me right to my next question. You want me to go ahead Perfect. with that? Go for it, yeah. So while you stand at six feet tall, which is in the regular world of people's, it's relatively tall, but usually you're up against guys that could sometimes be, you know what, a foot taller than you yep. almost. Yep. What are the advantages and disadvantages of playing at your height? Yeah, so the biggest disadvantage I would say is definitely defensively. Yeah. A lot of guys will try to take advantage of, you know, posting me up, uh, backing me down in the lane. You're telling me you let these guys back you up in the lane? <laughs> I don't. I don't let them. I, I, I try my best to, to not allow it. But it does happen every once in a while, you know. But I think I use using my IQ, using my quickness, things of that sort to my advantage. Just knowing, like, your matchups, mm-hmm. knowing how to attack them, I think is the biggest thing, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Now, actually, we have a call-in question as well. This time, Silas Brendel gave me one. <laughs> Videographer for Anderson men's basketball team. He said, when coach told you in the locker room to step up and be that guy, because you mentioned you know, being back in high school, you were that guy, but now a lot of people have considered you that guy here. You responded very well. What kind of changes did you make? And at one point of the season, did he tell you this? Yeah, so for those of you who have followed like our season, we kind of we got bit by the injury bug a little bit. Um, had some guys go down, key guys go down, scorers go down. 
Um, so what Silas said is right in the locker room, even in front of the team. Coach Williams talked about like me being more aggressive, more looking to score. Because sometimes, like I like I talked about earlier, I'm more of a facilitator. Or I see that as more of what my role was with mm-hmm. this group of guys. But when we had some guys go down, like Jackson, uh, yeah. obviously was out to start the year. Luke went down uh, midway through the year. Miles was out for a little bit there. Just being more aggressive was his message to me. Not that I needed to score, you know, not that we needed that, but even me being more aggressive and looking to score would open up open up me being able to pass and get other guys involved too. You know, as we saw the season go along, we saw you with multiple double-digit scoring games put up. And do you think that was what that conversation did? It allowed you to truly say, I can be that guy, I will be that guy? Yeah, for sure. Because I think there was a little bit of like a role change there. Like even a lot of my career, I haven't really been like a – like a real score, like, okay, yeah. give Mason the ball. He's going to go get it. You were more of a pass-first type right, of guy. Right, more of a pass-first guy. So I think that was something I was capable of doing. But also it was a little bit uncomfortable. Like like I said, I haven't really been asked to score like that. Yeah. Um, and not that I was going out and scoring 30 points or anything a game, but, you know, contributed in 12, 14 yeah. points here and there. Which we really saw help you out, yeah. especially in that Tusculum game. Yep. Tell us more about that very last shot that you took to go into overtime. That was awesome. <laughs> I know, obviously, we didn't pull it out. It would have been a lot, a lot, a lot better if we were maybe up, or if they were up two at that point instead of three. Um, but man, it all happened so fast. Shoot, Garrett. I think Garrett got a good look off. Mac tipped it back out, and I remember kind of as I was catching it, I was running kind of from the block out to the three-point line kind of backwards but I remember looking down at the opposite end and glancing up at the clock on that end to see how much time I had and there was like maybe two seconds left and I was like dang I gotta get I gotta gotta get I gotta get a three off and it looks it looks funny on the tape whenever I watched it back because like I'm talking I was fading out of bounds like yes you literally were falling right into the stands yeah yeah but it's funny because I could have swore when it left my hand I was like man I just airballed that thing. <laughs> in all honesty, that's what I thought at first, too. And <laughs> yeah. then it went in, and this happened to be the one game of basketball I was not commentating for y'all. Oh. And it happened to happen right then. Yep. But I, but watching this, me and my boss were both, like, freaking out. We were like, no way that just happened. Yep. But would you consider that your biggest accomplishment, um, Anderson? Or what would you consider your biggest accomplishment? In terms of? We do both basketball and just in life in general. We want to get to know the that's Mason Carl. question. I need to need to dig into the archives, you know. I think that's the – well, actually, there were two of them in that game. I think those two shots were the only game-tying or game-winning shots I've had in college. So I would definitely have to say, of course, we didn't come out with the win, so that would have been nice icing on the cake. <laughs> but I think, at least personally, those would definitely have to be, like, two of my, my favorite moments from all four years here. Now, in a personal life standpoint – you know, what do you think is your biggest accomplishment since coming here? I take pride in academics. A lot of people that I'm close with know that about me. Mm-hmm. After my junior year, I got the AU Male Scholar Athlete of the Year. Wow. Um, and that was a big deal. Yeah. My mom made a big deal out of it, too. You know, she's my mom, so she's supportive. Of course. Um, of course. But for me personally, that was something that I was proud of myself for. Yeah. Being able to juggle both basketball and school is something that I valued since I got here. So that, that was really important to me. It's very difficult, especially whenever basketball is practically a full-time job, too. You, know, How did you maintain a social life at that while also doing education? Walk me through a day in the life of Mason Carver, I guess you could say. Let's just do – you want to do preseason then in-season? Preseason? So I'll say this first. I'm a, I'm a nine hours to ten hours of sleep kind of night guy. That's a, okay? that's a really nice thing to have. So – Asleep, sleeping and getting a lot of sleep is a big a big part of me, which also 
cuts out a lot of free time that I have in my yeah. day because if I'm sleeping nine hours, you know, I go, I sleep from 12 to nine or 12 to 10 or yeah. 10 to eight or whatever it is. Usually preseason, we'll have weights four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. We'll have individual skill three days a week, four days a week. Um, and then we'll have a couple team practices and we'll play pickup at, at the nights that we don't have team practice. So you're talking about, I mean, two, three in- instances at least a day where of separate separate activity where you're breaking a sweat and then that's not on top of class and stuff. So you're talking about going, waking up, going to weights, coming home, taking a shower, going to class, going to my individual workout, coming back, taking a shower, uh, waiting three or four more hours, doing some homework, eating, you know, mm. do, doing what you got to do. So and the then Anderson water bill was just yeah, <laughs> so high during I'm the telling, I'm telling you, I've never taken as many showers God. as I have when I – when I got to college and started playing basketball. All of us are very appreciative that you do take showers, so thank yes. you. Yes, <laughs> 100%. Don't want to stink. Don't want to stink. Um, In-season is a little bit more relaxed, mm-hmm. obviously, especially once you start start playing games because you got, you got two game days a week. A non-game day would look like, you know, you wake up, go eat breakfast, go to class. Yeah. Um, practice will be usually in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but weights, weights could be either team, team weights right before practice, right after practice. Um, or like an individual lift or a small group lift sometime throughout the day. So it's definitely – I like in-season a lot more, one, because you're playing games, yes. but two, because the stuff is a lot more compact, so you're not having to take those three showers a day. You know? yeah, okay. um, you're kind of knocking it all out in the afternoon rather mm-hmm. than spreading it, spreading it out throughout the whole day. So. Yeah, so you have more free time on your hands during that, right? Yep. So throughout your entire career, who inspired you the most? Easy answer here. You got any guesses? Your dad? My dad. You sure. and him look so alike. Too. <laughs> that's what everybody says. So alike. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I'm not going to ask you to, to comment on how my dad looks. but <laughs> I'll, let the, I'll let the viewers ask. I'll let the viewers answer this. That's right. I think my dad is my role model both mm-hmm. with basketball and like for life. So he played Division II basketball, too. We're, we're from Ohio. He played at a Division II also mm-hmm. um, called Malone University, and he was, he was really good. Really good? If you want to look, I think he's – I don't know if he's the all-time leading scorer, but he's wow. he's up there, top two or three, yeah. like, like two thousand points. I'm wow. not I'm not quite gonna reach him. I think I'm at like five hundred on my career, uh-huh. and he's at like two thousand. So he'll always that's have a, that on. That's me. a lot. Yeah, but it's funny because like people always tell me, like you just said, like I look like my dad. Yeah. People tell me like that know us both. Like I act like him too. Like really? we're really really similar. You know yeah. how they say like imitation is the is the finest form of flattery. Like yes. that's so your dad's quite flattered all the time. Yes. 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 Hundred <laughs> percent. And I think that's just like so. I grew up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. and he's been like a like a role model from that perspective too. Mm-hmm. So I think just seeing the way that like he lives his life and he works really hard and like provides for us and he's always there for me like that sort of thing like those things like the way that he just lives his everyday life is something that I've looked up to. So I think being able to like mimic that. Um, is like a goal that I've had like for forever, like just just trying to be be like him. So now the work ethic you mentioned that he had a huge work ethic, and it's obviously showed in your game a lot. And just you know, you mentioned trying to balance academics and and sports as well. You know, that's a very difficult thing because I mentioned before it's like a full time job. So you can obviously tell that he ingrained that work ethic in you, and that's a huge thing, especially going through life. Yep. And as you you know, enter this final phase. Is this it, basketball-wise? Is that it? Most people know this, um, but I am right now between – so I have my COVID year left. Yes. Um, but right now I'm between coming back here and playing another year, and my other option um, that I'm really thinking hard about looking at 
is going to do a grad year at Wake Forest. Mm. Um, obviously, that wouldn't involve basketball or anything. That's just – that'd be strictly school. Yeah. But I've been thinking about it, like, literally all year. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's been something that I've, I've been thinking about for a while. And it's tough. I won't lie to you. It's, it's worn on me. Like, yeah. it's, it's a tough decision. I'm back and forth. I got people in both corners. The good thing about it is I don't think either option's a bad choice. That's a good thing. So, like, I think whatever I do, obviously they're two very different paths. But I think I'll be happy either way with either one I do. It's just a matter of making that decision. <laughs> Now, would you have been thinking the same way had there not been a coaching change? Because I know Coach Jimmy Williams has brought a lot to the table in regards to right. everything here at Amsterdam. Yeah, so if I'm being honest with you, if I, if you would have asked me any time over the probably the past three and a half years mm-hmm. if there was ever a chance, or I guess since COVID, because yeah. that's what gave me my extra year eligibility. If you would have asked me if I ever would have taken that extra year, I would have said no every time. Really? Like, I, it wasn't even a thought until probably – probably Christmas time this wow. year. And now I'm like really, really contemplating mm. what to do. So that is credit to him for sure. Wow. I mean, so when I like applied mm-hmm. to Wake Forest in the fall, like at that point, I you was like, full I was like full send, like yeah. ready to do it. Like, let's go. And now in the past couple months, it's been like fifth year of basketball really come wow. on as a strong option. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Gosh. I'm not trying to lean to one corner or anything, but I know a lot of people would appreciate having you back for sure because you're really fun to watch. You sound like Coach Williams. This what? Is what? <laughs> no, me? I mean, me and Coach Williams think alike. Great minds think alike, right? That's right. That's right. So if you were to go to Wake Forest, what does the future hold there? What are you pursuing? So the goal right now or what I'm chasing with that and what I'll probably do either way, either, either choice I make, um, is I'm going to go the CPA route, mm-hmm. um, Certified Public Accountant. And so what you need to do that is you have to have 150 hours um, in order to sit for that test or get yeah. that license. So that's the whole that's the whole reason behind doing that. The thing for me is trying to figure out whether this year of fun that I would have playing basketball with these guys for another year outweighs the what it could potentially hold for my career and because I'll be working for the next 40 years of my life. Exactly. So I don't want to you sacrifice. Know, you will never you will never get another year. Right. Of fun. Right. You know, like that. right. So it's like, do I want to? choose this this extra year of college, extra year of ball, and potentially sacrifice what I could be doing for the next 40 years of my life? Yeah. Or do I come back, have fun, take advantage of this opportunity that I won't ever have again, yeah. and potentially maybe lose out on future jobs? I mean, who knows? Like, who knows? you know, like, knows no one knows. Holds. Right. It was so, all, it's all part of God's plan. Right. Things. Right. So... Man, now you see why. Now you see why it's tough. Now I see why. Now I see why it's a tough decision. Yeah. It's well, man, things are looking really, really good for you though, because you're going to be happy either way. You know what's really good right now? Some rapid fire questions. <laughs> oh are you ready for I'm this? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. I need to figure out which button it is. I think it's this one. Wait. Hopefully, there's nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for rapid fire questions? Mason Carver. The real question is, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. NBA player you model your game after? Steve Nash. Favorite food? Tacos. Action or comedy movies? Definitely comedy. What is your favorite comedy movie? There's so many. There are so many. Um, Step Brothers. Step Brothers, good choice. Most boring sport to watch? To watch? Yes. I gotta go baseball. Mason, you are my new best friend. Thank <laughs> you. That is the best answer. Or what is your favorite NFL team? I have to say the Browns. 
Why is that? Oh, because you're from Ohio. Because that's where I'm from. Yes. But only, this is going to sound bad. I'm a Fairweather fan, for Mm. sure. Who are you? Are you a Chiefs fan? No. Okay, good. Maybe the Patriots. That's not a bad answer. It's not because Tom Brady's not there anymore. So that's it's okay. true. So it's That's okay. True. It makes it okay. If he if they just won a ring and he was still on the team, that's then right. Yes, you'd that's be right. a Fairweather fan. But you're right. set now. You're good. That's right. Dogs or cats? Dogs for sure. Your favorite commentator slash podcast host? Who could that be? Uh, Colin Calvert. Boom! That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 19. Mason Carver. Any last words? I love you, Anderson. Boom. There we go.